Personally, is trash. Wrestling is trash. Welcome back to another episode of Wrestling is Trash, the nonsensical podcast where we talk professional wrestling, quite possibly the past, present, and the future. See, I already messed this up. As you guys know, I am Trash Boy Nick, one half of the Trash Boys. But if you notice one thing today about me is another fellow Trash Boy is not here. Lou from the BX, Trash Boy Lou, co-host of the show, the man who usually runs the introductions, is not here today. You know, got some medical problems, just feeling under the weather. And I haven't done a solo episode in a while. And I was, you know what I mean? Like, there's no need to do, like, rush through this. I'll take it. And I'll just speak my mind on some things, and I'll get into what the episode is actually going to be about. But before we go forward, just want to say for everyone, you know, keep blue in your thoughts, speedy recovery, and he'll be back right back next week for sure. Um, but yeah, so quick update in my life, still away from work, as everyone knows who's been watching weekly that I'm away from work, still got like two months left Um but time's going by quickly. Still able to watch my professional wrestling, which is awesome about all of this. Um, just so you guys know, usually we go about an hour and a half, two hours. Nothing like that today. 30, 45 minutes. I don't know. Sometimes I talk too much. Sometimes I don't talk enough. But we'll say. But as always, before we go into it, I just want to always give a quick shout out to you guys. Thank you guys for continuously watching. Um, liking, subscribing, commenting on our videos, showing love on social media, just everything you guys are doing. We greatly appreciate it. Um, we, When Wrestling and Trash started years ago with the father of the show, Rob, we had a lot of goals. And just to have a good time, that was a big one. And that's one thing is we have a good time. We like interacting with you guys. We have all the topics, all the co-hosts of the show that we have, and all the people who come on the show. You know, the honorary trash boys and girls. Um, so it's always, always a really good time. But the one thing we're going to do today is we're going to have a positive episode. So when Lou and I were talking about the episode of what to do, like what can I talk about? Because to be honest, you know, we kind of dive into the news line, the current events. And that not much has been going on, which is not a bad thing. But Lou was like, yo, do a positive Nick episode. Talk about the positive things that I'm enjoying in professional wrestling at the moment, which for me is usually a lot. But share your guys' thoughts as well. And I also want to apologize in advance. If it looks like I'm always looking that way, I only have an iPad out here. So that's why things might look a little different, but I'm doing what I can. So I hope you guys aren't too upset about it. Um, but, you know, I kind of started off saying how you guys, our fans and listeners, have been doing great. Well, I also think the crowds in professional wrestling have been phenomenal. Um, between Forbidden Door... Money in the Bank, just the weekly Raw and SmackDown and Dynamite and Collision, which we're going to talk about that. The crowd's been great. Now, granted, uh, the two major companies in America have been putting out bangers of episodes lately. You know, obviously, there's going to be misses, right? There's going to be misses all the time. When you do two shows live every week for 52 weeks a year, for years, not everything's going to hit. And I think it's a big thing we have to remember as professional wrestling fans. 
But honestly, lately, everything with the crowd has been great. You know, you're not hearing crazy things. Everyone's reacting. You got all these people on the rise. Um, like LA Knight, everyone's behind him right now. Uh, the MJF Adam Cole storyline, we're going to dive into I'm going to speak on that a little bit, but everyone's getting invested in that. Like, it seems like the crowds and the fans as a whole are really invested in what's going on in the world of professional wrestling right now. And there's proof of that. AEW's doing their show all in, in Wembley Stadium with a lot of people there. I think we're looking around. I could be wrong, but I think it's like 75,000 now. That's insane. 75,000 people for a company that just started. And you know they're going to deliver. For the most part, AEW always delivers on their pay-per-views. So it's getting exciting that we are reaching that time where we have that. Where we build towards this card and see what's coming. Because we already know how we're going to react a little bit. Like, what is CM Punk going to do? Is MJF and Alan Cole going to carry on till then? Is Orange Cassidy still going to be the champion by then? So much more. Like, you know what I mean? What's the elite going to be doing? Or just everyone. You know, everyone. Tony Storm. Who, who's going to be doing what? Are we going to have any debuts? Are we going to have any returns? Are we going to have any New Japan Town? Like, is there a chance we run back Kenny and Will again? Um, there's a lot that can happen there. And I think it's because the crowds have been vocal lately on everything what's going on in the world of professional wrestling. Um, so I think the crowd, the fans definitely deserve a little pat, pat on the back. You know, obviously you're going to have your toxic ones and the ones, as we say, don't wear deodorant and things like that. And, you know, excuse my language here, but the assholes on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook and TikTok that always just come in so hateful about things. Um, like chill out. Besides them, the crowd's been doing great to them real quick. I guess to deviate it's, Sometimes you just got to wait things out. Not saying every time you wait something out, it's going to be good. Because we've, we've waited some things out before, and they've been very bad. If anyone remembers the whole Eric Rowan thing, remember when he had, like, that bug? Or whatever that was in that cage, like, I was dumb. But then when you wait things out, like the bloodline, like, look where we're going with that, right? On Friday, the bloodline did phenomenal. That segment, I think they did... That segment itself did like 3 million views at the time. I don't remember the average. Like I said, we really don't dive in. It's just things I see on Twitter that I remember. But the way they're going with that, we've all said a lot of people think Jay should be the one to be Roman. So is he going to be? Like if you would have told me when in 2019, then in four years, the main event of SummerSlam is going to be Roman Reigns that fans aren't sick of and his cousin Jay Uso for the biggest title in the company right now from a historic reign where people think it might end. I personally don't think it's going to think they're still trying to maybe stick with the Cody thing. But, um, yeah, like it's nuts. Um, so that's a good example of waiting things out. Um, watching it on Friday, I think they said the segment in the end went like 30, 40 minutes and it was great. Um, Roman Reigns had the tears coming out of his eyes. And then like when they brought it back at the end of the show, because I was like, like, that's it? Like, I thought they were going to kind of really hint toward the match, and then they did when Jay was just in the ring by himself with the title. I'm holding it, and, it, like, the way he's elevated himself is I feel he's ready for that spotlight. Not saying he'd have a huge reign or anything like that, but the work he's put in I think could definitely take him there and go with that at the same time. But yeah, like, bloodline stuff um i kind of want your guys thoughts 
on because you see a lot of people putting it online on Twitter. So throw it in the comments or tweet at us or whatever. Say it on Instagram. You think this goes down as one of, we'll say, top five best storylines in professional wrestling? I know you have like Macho and Hulk. You have the NWO. Some people are saying Kane and Undertaker. You have this. Then you have just DX. There's Austin and McMahon. We have so many different ones. You have Goldberg's like undefeated streak with WCW. Then you have even stuff with ECW from back in the day. Um, but, you know, just all of that stuff, which we did an episode on. Uh, I think it was either storylines or rivalries. I forgot what it was, but it was like over a year ago. Um, but this is up there personally for me. Um, I have, I guess I'd say I'm biased because I have been a fan of Roman Reigns since like the Shield. So now that he's on this, you know, I've, I've stuck with him the whole way. So maybe that's why I'm a little biased. I think it could be in the top five personally. Um, and it's cool being able to witness this, though. That's the thing. Like, I feel people, a lot of people take it for granted because when it's done, you know, what we're going to look back on it and be like, damn. Like, think about it. When Money in the Bank, when he got pinned, everyone was like, wow. Like, this dude actually got pinned. No one was expecting it. No one at all. If anything, we would have thought Jay would have pinned Solo and maybe that led to a match or that match. Him pinning him led to him and Roman. Like, no one was expecting it, right? You even thought the first time Roman gets pinned is when he loses that title. So, I'm intrigued to see where they go with this. I'm assuming Jimmy is going to be written off TV until then. Um, maybe come out at SummerSlam because we all know Solo's going to get involved because Solo is involved in all of Roman's big matches, debuting at Clash of the Castle where we thought Drew was going to win. And then at WrestleMania, when everyone thought Cody was going to win for the most part. Um, so you just got to see kind of what happens there. So you know he's going to make his presence. I'm assuming that's where Jimmy uh, gets involved. But yeah, man, the bloodline's done it for me. Um, it's kind of cool for where I'm at uh, for work. Speaking of the bloodline stuff, uh, I do have like a Roman Reigns shirt, the greatness on a different level mode. And wearing it to the gym, you know wrestling fans, we're kind of close. We all talk. There's a guy who I had that shirt on conveniently, and he walked in with uh, a Cody Rhodes hoodie. You know, I threw up the one, and we started laughing. And then we talked after. He was actually at the Royal Rumble this year before he came out here. And um, what other big shows has he been to? I know he went to the Rumble as well in 18 when Nakamura won in Philly. That was really good. But he's been all over too. And, uh, yeah, we were just talking about how good the storyline is. And uh, he said... For all you wrestling fans, so I personally, luckily, have been to a WrestleMania. He's gone to WrestleManias and Royal Rumbles. He says, yes, obviously, WrestleManias are great, but a Royal Rumble is the best show just because of that fan interaction. It's on my bucket list, something I still want to do till this day. Um, so hopefully in the next, I don't think they've announced 2024, but maybe if it's on the West Coast, hopefully I'll be lucky enough to go. Um, I know my girlfriend would like to go as well. She says just, you know, little things like the 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1 countdown. Like, that's got to be cool. And you see here the crowds all night do it. But anyway, back to the bloodline stuff. Um, we were just talking about, like, how good it is. And, like, he was one who, you know, damn. Oh, he was at Mania when Cody came back, too. I think that's when he got the hoodie. But anyway, he's like, yeah, you know, Everyone was all in on Cody. He's like, I was all in on Cody. And then, like, you're mad. Everyone was mad, I think, for a solid week or two. I don't want to say mad, but, you know, questioning what happens. And then now everyone's like, no, nah, this is this is fine. Um, they're doing good with the Cody stuff in regards to 
keeping him away from Roman, but still lurking at the same time. Like when he did the, uh, the press conference after Money in the Bank, talking about going for the World Heavyweight title, how like it's a great accomplishment, but it's not finishing the story. Um, you know, he has his rubber match with Brock. So it's going to be great to see where they go with that um, from there. And then kind of diving into Saturday, I'm going to guess try to go through days of the week. Um, on Saturday, though, Collision, another great episode. Now, I really hope this sticks. The reason being, one, I love wrestling and I want to see wrestling succeed. But something about Collision is just so different than Dynamite. I'm personally not going to into what, three or four episodes in. Um, so, you know, obviously you're going to stack the beginning and do everything, but I think because of the experience they have from Dynamite, they're not rushing as much with uh, Collision. They're, you know, they're not trying to just squeeze in as much as they can as well. You know, the matches are good. The storylines they're doing there are good. I love the setup. I love the color even, like just the red and uh, yellow kind of orange. I love that at the same time. So everything they're doing with Collision has been off to a great start. Even the setup, like, I don't know, I just enjoy it. Now, granted, where I'm at, I watch wrestling, like, the next day. So, like, I watch Raw on Tuesday morning. It's always in the morning, but the next day. So, like, SmackDown, I watch Saturday morning. Collision, I watch Sunday morning. So, it's also easy for me. Um, So, I haven't been in that boat yet where it's like, all right, well, do I stay home Saturday to watch wrestling? And I've made it known probably before I'm not going to because of how much I've watched. But if something's good, I'm 100% going to go back. Um, But... If Collision got to that point where I think it actually could get to, if there's something good going on in the show, I don't see a reason maybe not want not to maybe go out when I, yeah, lay low-key, uh, watch whatever, and then, uh, yeah, watch Collision, and then maybe go out from there. Luckily, like I've said to Lou before and on the show, living in the West Coast is a little different, kind of have that luxury of watching wrestling. Like I said, for me, Raw comes on from 5 to 8, uh, Dynamite 5 to 7, like, you know what I mean? Like, I still have so much time left in the night. After, that's the one thing I'm not looking forward to whenever or if ever I go back towards East on East Coast time. But, yeah, Collision's been great. Tony Khan's doing that. I'm really curious who else is helping behind the scenes more. Um, I don't think we really know too, too much yet. Um, And everyone keeps saying, well, their crowd attendance isn't good. It isn't good. Yeah, it might not be the greatest, but the fans, and going back to that first point, the fans are just doing so good, like, to me, in wrestling, right, yes, it's cool when you see the big crowd, right, when they zoom out, like if they're at Madison Square Garden or the United Arena, right, um, you see like these views. and everything. Yeah, it's cool seeing a packed house. But a lot of time when you're watching wrestling, you see like the front section of the hard cam and that's it. Like, does it worry fans sometimes, hey, if Dynamite or Raw doesn't sell out or whatever? Like, yeah, but it's not like a big deal. Like, does it really bother you, the fan watching at home? Me, it doesn't. Um, so I don't need to see 13,000 people at Collision every week or 8,000. Like, that That doesn't bother me. Um, as long as the crowd's good, which they have been good, even for the smaller size. And we all know AEW's not doing the bigger, as many bigger venues, I should say. Uh I know they're debuting in the TD Garden for Blood and Guts uh, on July 19th. So that's going to be really cool going into a big arena. That's where Survivor Series War Games was last year. Um, So that's cool to see. So I think eventually Collision is going to get to that as well, for sure. Tony doesn't. We always bust Tony's shots. We bust everyone's shots, right? But Tony's been doing very, very good with the AEW product. He's taken it to heights that some probably thought it would never go to. Like, if you really would have thought in 2019, 
that AEW would do 75,000 somewhere? You'd probably say, yeah, but not in my opinion, not in the time frame they're doing it. And I think we said this again, so I might be, but I'm pretty sure last year during one of the episodes, I absolutely, yo, if they did uh, the Jacksonville Jaguar Stadium, you know, obviously convenient, Tony Khan owns it, him and his family. Could they sell that out? And he, he said no, and I agreed. Well, Tony, as we say, you must be listening because you're making us see in our own words, but it's in a great way that you're making us do that. Um, so keep delivering on that. Keep delivering on Collision. Like I said, CM Punk, you know, finished the story, as everyone was saying. He finished the story before Cody beating uh, Samoa Joe in a great match. FTR and Bullet Club Gold had a phenomenal match. Um, it's great. It was great, you know. So just from Friday and Saturday alone, you got a great sports entertainment and pro wrestling side of things. And that's what a lot of people get all twisted and upset about. It's like, dog, just enjoy both. It's great. Um, but yeah, Collision is off to a great start. Really, really excited about it. And uh, excited to see where it keeps going from there. Uh, I guess uh, then, kind of going on to Saturday as well. Uh, LA Knight. I mentioned his name earlier. LA Knight was not on SmackDown. So for those who read about SmackDown, I think the Bloodline segment went over. I don't know how long, but it went over. So things got cut. So granted, I don't know if he was even advertised to be on the show in the first place. But SmackDown was a great show in general. You had Edge with Grayson Waller saying he swam and all that. Grayson Waller's going to go off for a hot star. I can go off about him forever. Hope to see him on the SummerSlam card. But now kind of moving in towards the weekend where LA Knight, uh, they did a digital exclusive. With Hit Row coming out, you know, being heels, talking about the Knicks, which I wish Lou was here to hear what he thinks about that. Um, how they won't win a ring, and that's the only ring they'll get. And LA Knight came out and cleaned the house with them and just said, uh, everyone knows who I am or something like that. Said LA Knight, yeah, walked out. And that video went on fire online. Two million viewers, things, views and things like that all over social media. I think he's like fourth in merchandise sale now. Everyone's hoping to include me. He goes up for the U.S. title since Austin Theory's title reign hasn't been that good. Let LA Knight get it since we all thought he was a shoo-in for the briefcase. So maybe this is what's going to happen. Triple H said, patience, patience, patience. Um, but just wanted to give some love to LA Knight in that regard. Um, you know, a lot of people saying, oh, it's a rip off Austin and Roth, but like, yeah, he might have some of those tendencies, but that's fine. When people who don't even watch wrestling, everyone knows who Stone Cold and The Rock is. Why would you not want to reference yourself to them? Um, so I'm a huge LA Knight guy, and maybe that's what attracts me to him. Is that? Because Rock and Stone Cold is one of my favorites of all time. But my man's just on a roll, coming out there week after week. And it's crazy because he's been dealt shit plates, right? Uh, came in initially with the Maximum Male Models. Kind of got that over with me, but then he dropped that, thank God. Then he had the feud with Wyatt, which just was not good. And that kind of led to him and the whole Wyatt thing, like not really getting him on WrestleMania, which sucked. And then uh, and then since then, but he's been money every time. Like even at Raw 30, he had a little segment with The Undertaker. Wyatt was in it as well, as we remember, but still he was still in a segment with The Undertaker at Raw 30. Um, so got to give him some love on that. Um, I just wanted to get, I think LA Knight always deserves the love. Dive back into the uh, AEW side of things. Kind of want to know everyone's thoughts on this whole, uh, what's the exact phrase? Like the random tag team tournament. I forget the exact name right now. I apologize. But 
you got MJF and Adam Cole together. And as we all know, they have the storyline of them fighting for the title as well. But man, MJF's one of them. He buys into every story line. As you know, at Forbidden Door, Adam Cole couldn't compete because he was sick. MJF tweets, I'm not going to make it because I'm sick. Then he's like, Max, shut the fuck up. You're going to be there. Then the cake in the face in the ring. And then he joined his Twitch stream. It was talking about, uh, what were they talking about? Was it something with the ring gear or just, hey, buddy, I think we should do this. Like, it's just been so good to me lately. Um, you know, I'm happy to see that Adam, because I think Adam Cole can do comedy well, too. You know, he did some of it as a heel in NXT, but it's I'm happy to see him being the serious guy at the same time, but then, like, also delivering on this. Um, I kind of hope this goes for All In, but... I don't know where they're going to go. I'm assuming it's going to be them. And I hope it main events. But I wonder if they're going to build it up. Because I think now it's what? Today, you know, Trash Trash Tuesday. So the 11th in the States. So they have like, what? Six weeks to build it up. Plenty of time. Uh, I want to see a main event, though. I want the AEW world title to be defended in the main event at the Century. They have a version of WrestleMania, 75 freaking thousand people. And MJF, I think, deserves it as well. Maybe something happens with Punk or Omega. You know, they're huge stars, as we saw uh, with the main event. Who knows where it goes? But I'm very bought in on this right now. It's probably my favorite thing going in AEW at time, but I'm very biased towards MJF. I'm a big, big, big MJF fan. Um Yes, I want to know where they go. What other ones? Like I, you're hearing reports of Swerve and Keith Lee's going to happen. That'd be dope to see happen at All In, too. Um, who's going to challenge FTR for the tag titles if they'll be defended there? Is Orange Cassidy going to be on his 75th title defense by then? Because that's all that man does is defend it in bangers at that. In bangers at that. Um, you know, Sheamus probably calls him after every match and tells Orange Cassidy, banger after banger after banger. Because that's the way he'd be coming with it. Um, and like I said, like I'm very intrigued to see where they go it all in. Because as of right now, not everything's predictable. But I like that. Predictability is not a bad thing either, right? I've said that before on here. But this is good because it's like Tony's got to bring out the full house. You know, he's got to have the pocket aces ready or whatever you want. Or whatever, you know, gambling term you want to use. He's got to put it all out on the table. Because, well, and then all outs the next week. You know, no pun intended there. But. I'm so excited to see what he does because that dude is just such a fan that I know he's going to want to deliver on this. And that crowd is going to be insane. So I can't wait. Um, Like, is that the show? Like, do you make a title change there? Like, do you guys think if it is Adam Cole and then Jeff, does Adam Cole take the title? Do you think Adam Cole has the, the, has the, uh, like, I'm trying to get the power, like, has what it takes to be the champ? I personally. I don't think he should win the title, but I'm a little more biased because I love MJF. But, you know, I think he can 100% be the AEW World Heavyweight Champion. He's smooth on the mic. He's great in the ring. Uh, so I am excited to see where that goes um, from there. And then kind of sticking on Raw, what happened with Raw. The big thing that came out of it for me, that was I, they're going with this Ricochet, Logan Paul thing. Um, if you guys remember the NXT version of Ricochet, he was feuding with the Velveteen Dream. He just jumped over the term, uh, the ring, the whole ring. 
damn near and freaking landed on his feet and confronted him. And he did the same thing with Logan Paul tonight. Uh, they brawled a little bit. Logan Paul had a great reaction in cell to Ricochet doing that. Uh, Ricochet, man, that dude's just a freak. He's just not a human, the things he can do. Gravity does not work with him. I think it's awesome that Ricochet is getting this spotlight, right? Because big fan of Ricochet from the beginning, even before his time in WWE. But and Logan Paul, you know, say we say we want, we kind of gave him semi-flowers last episode. Um, but he brings in viewers. And that's exciting for the company, right? I'm personally a fan of watching him in the ring. I'm not really... I don't follow Logan Paul the human. I just follow him when he's on wrestling. Um, so I like him. You know, he's embracing the heel thing. But I'm really excited that Rick Shea's getting the spotlight from the viewers. As we all know, at the Royal Rumble, they had that sick spot. Yelling at each other, jumping across the ring. And you thought maybe that was it, which they did go viral for. Logan somehow goes viral every pay-per-view. Doing something, whether it's on his own or with the WWE account. So... Excited to see what Ricochet and him do. If that is, it seems like it's going to be the plan for SummerSlam, what they do. Because I imagine they're going to sit down and be like, all right, let's go balls to the walls. Knowing them, especially Logan Paul, the way he talks about himself. And then Ricochet, I imagine just being the performer he is. They're going to want to make up for that spot in Money in the Bank. Not saying they're going to run it back, but they're definitely going to try to make up for it. Um. I want to know your thoughts. Do you think that's where... Because Logan Paul hasn't won a match, I think, since last SummerSlam. Because, yeah, from SummerSlam... He doesn't wrestle much, so it's like he went all year losing. But from SummerSlam, he faced Roman. He didn't win the Rumble. He just interfered in Chamber. Lost that Mania and lost Money in the Bank. So I think, you know, I think Logan Paul would take the W there somehow. I don't know if it's by heel tactics or whatever. Yeah, it's just nuts. We have such a great summer of wrestling. I think after this, like on the docket, next is SummerSlam. Then you have All In. Then the following week, All Out. Then after All Out, I think we have a Saudi show in September, or is it November again? Whatever, that's coming up. Oh, no, no, no. Then we have Payback in the beginning of September. Then we have Fastlane in October. Then Saudi probably in there. Then we have Full Gear. Then we have Survivor Series, which looking at, they didn't mention War Games. So we bring NXT into it now. They're trying to make that big. Then December, I think neither show had a pay-per-view last year. So maybe they'll do the same thing. But still, so many great shows to watch. Um, New Japan's probably going to have shows, you know. Hopefully a Mercedes. Monet is not out too long. Bring her eyes. Right? She brings eyes to the product over there. So maybe that comes out. And we'll see what happens, but. Yeah, I don't know. Just I feel personally, and like I said, I'm, everyone says positive, Nick. We all laugh about it, right? Because it's true. But there's a lot of good happening right now in wrestling. And I think we have to take it. We can't take it for granted while we have it. Because if you remember, in wrestling, there were some dark times. Like 2018, that sucks when Baron Corbin was doing the const, uh, constable thing. And then AEW just gets on TV, and then COVID happens, so they're dealing with COVID, and I think they did great during the pandemic, personally, but you know what I mean? Like, There's always somehow a speed bump in the road, but it seems since post-pandemic with crowds in the middle of 2021, both companies have been on a hit. Wrestling's just been so fun to watch, Um, so I think it's great. I really, really think it's great. 
I think out of everything we talked about though today, what I'm really excited for the most is all in. One, because of the match card that it's going to have, right? Two, 75,000 fans in the UK, which are the best fans. Even though the poor, uh, the fans of Puerto Rico were pretty freaking good at Backlash. They were insane, which they're up there too. But, you know, the UK's got that, that tradition of being just phenomenal fans. But other little things, like the production aspect of it, bigger stage maybe, um, they've kind of fell in line with the WWE thing where they really don't do crazy different looking stages. I think their stages look good for Dynamite, Collision, things like that as well. But curious with 75,000 people, are they going to try to have something bigger? Are they going to stick what they have? Because um, it's their first stadium show. So you have more that you have to block out behind, potentially, unless they sell behind there, which <laughs> I haven't looked at the sales map, but I know they can't. So that's a big thing. Like one thing with me, Especially being a kid growing up, I was such a big fan of the custom pay-per-view sets. Like Backlash, you knew every year had like the swinging hooks, and then SummerSlam just always had the cool design. I know they had like the big Tron like this, and you walked underneath it. Um, Armageddon had like all the pipes. Um, Money in the Bank, it wasn't too crazy, but they had the the, the trucks there with all the ladders, the bank trucks. Um, you know. Uh, I thought another one that was cool back in the days, which kind of AEW does now too, which I think is dope, big fan of it, but Invasion, they had like WCW and ECW come out one side, WWE and the other, which they do now in AEW, which I think is great for the heels and the faces. Um, so I kind of want that to come back. Uh, you know, WWE is doing things a little differently. They're doing more of the side thing, which I think is cool. I got to witness it with Rob here. Rather than uh, SummerSlam at 21. So that's always cool. AEW switches up their designs. They have, I don't know if they did this year. They didn't last year anyone, but I don't remember if they had the big poker chips, a double or nothing. Like, I like when you just make that set feel different. Um, so I think that's really cool, and I'm hoping, you know, that they do something like that. Um, but yeah, we shall see. But yeah, everyone, I just kind of wanted to hop on here, do a quick positive one. Mostly, I just we really owe it to you to do everything we can possible to get an episode out to you guys. Um, like I said, we're not in this to get million. Well, that definitely won't happen. But hundreds and even thousands of subscribers. You know, if that happens, cool. But Lou and I just genuinely we talk each other about our real life stuff, but we just genuinely love talking wrestling um, with everyone who comes on the show. But obviously, weekly, it's just you know, for the most part, Lou and I we just love talking wrestling. We actually do put thought behind the show. Like I said, today was just kind of quick from, uh, we were saying the military quick, fired off from the hip. Just kind of figured out some things that have been positive. Instant reaction in my head. I didn't want to really sit there and think about it. I wanted to just shoot. I just had little spark notes and kind of ran with it. Um, but we thoroughly do enjoy putting time into the episode. We have, you know, the news section. Uh, Lou, I know, started the whole, you know, I think it's, Dumb tweet of the week or just tweet of the week, you know, and there's always someone doing something stupid, whether it's just incredible about Venus. So we are kind of evolving more as a show and we we love it. We thoroughly enjoy it. I can't wait to get back to the States and, you know, when we get back, I think we're eventually gonna try to get do a live show during a pay-per-view at some point. We were thinking about doing it this year at the Rumble, but kind of hard with the rumble because you get the surprises and stuff and that's like the rumble and mania are the two real big shows i personally just like to sit there and watch but maybe survivor series maybe full gear um we'll think of something like that we can do 
or maybe, you know, Crown Jewel, since that's in the middle of the day, it might be easier. You guys let us know what you would want to do. Throw a pay-per-view out there from after September, you know, or if you would, would be interested. Please share that. You guys watch. I get it. I don't comment on a lot of videos either. But we're a small community, so comment. You know, I watch Pat McAfee show today and some other wrestling podcasts, you know, throughout the week. Um, and they have thousands of fans. So obviously I'm not sitting there commenting because I know my comment's not going to go anywhere for the most part. But yours guys will. You tell us what you want. We're going to listen. We're going to do these things. Um, we say it before. You know, we, we mean it. Um, but yeah, that's all I really have. I just want to throw out that you can follow me. Oh, I got to write the first time. On Instagram and Twitter, at Nick Anicelli. Uh, I'm kind of one of them, but I don't have a mutual friend. I usually don't follow because there's all these bots on social media. So if I if you've tried adding me, add me again. But follow the Wrestling Is Trash page and then try to add us on our personals. Because then I'll know, oh, okay, this person, you know, he or she listens to the show. Like, that's where I know that's going to come from. Uh, follow us on Twitter where I... Me personally, I get behind there. Sometimes I tweet during the shows or after, but mostly I get out there just to push the product to you guys. Um, and then on YouTube, you know, Lou's killing it with our YouTube channel. You know, he puts out the shorts, he does everything, he uploads the video. Um, I thanked Lou before, and I'll thank him again now. He's put in a lot of work for this podcast since I'm away. I kind of, I, I do. I just get on here. I click it when it's done. He forwards it to me on my phone. We text. He texts it to me. I copy the link and I type something up for Twitter, you know, for the podcast, for the website, and the YouTube, right? So I always thank you, Lou, for what he does for this show. So I can't wait to get back and be able to help because I usually try to do the website, Apple side of things, and Lou does the YouTube. Um, you know, he's been making the photos and he's been putting in a lot of work. Um, so it doesn't go unrecognized only. So thank you. Um, but yeah, so after my thanks to Lou, you guys should definitely go on the YouTube page and um, follow it. Wrestling is Trash. Like, subscribe, share, comment. Please pass it on to your wrestling friends. Um, you know, I try to pass it on to as many people as possible, so I kind of hope you guys can do the same. Um, but as always, I'm Trash Boy Numero Uno, Nick Anicelli. Thank you for listening for the past 33 minutes and 59, now 34 minutes. Um, like I said, I wasn't going to keep you guys long. Um, I'm not going to sit here and go on the soapbox for a long, long time. And if you've ever done a podcast alone, sometimes it can get a little awkward, but I do enjoy talking wrestling. You know, just think, I'm looking at a camera, and for the past 34 minutes straight, I've been talking wrestling to myself, right? Because you guys listen and everything, but essentially it's to myself. Uh, so thank you guys as always. We, on behalf of me and Lou, thank you for everything. We both bid you a farewell. Enjoy your wrestles, and we will see you next week. Peace.